This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Leading Woodbine jockey, the amazing Kazushi Kimura, is our guest this morning. It's incredible to have him with us. This time, two weeks ago, Kazushi was preparing for his first ever ride in the Kentucky Derby aboard Mandarin Hero. One might think that he'd be at Pimlico for today's Preakness, but instead he's back here on home turf at Woodbine. What a thrill it will be to speak with the reigning Sovereign Award winner for leading jockey in Canada and get to know Kimura as he prepares for another fast-paced day at Woodbine. Tuesday, May the 23rd, mark it on your calendars. Fort Erie's Thoroughbred Race Meet begins its 126th racing season. James Kulik, the track's manager of marketing and communications, joins us for the very first time on the show. James will bring us up to speed on what we can expect at the Fort Erie Meet this year and offer a sneak peek at the Prince of Wales Stakes, the second leg of the Canadian Triple Crown on Tuesday, September 12th. Also on today's show, Lynn O'Brien, Executive Director of Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center. It is a truly extraordinary place where one can witness the beautiful bond between horses and humans and where children and adults with special needs can take part in a wealth of programs, including therapy, recreation, horse riding, life skills, even farm-related activities. We're going to get reacquainted with Lynn O'Brien today and find out what's in store for Sunrise this summer. And finally, he's back. I'm so glad. Our co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a terrific show, so please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today, as usual. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us as our new feature, In Case You Missed It, comes up. Ponies 24-7 recap of the week that was in horse racing news. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and gun government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer, and let me introduce you to my amazing co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news. And let's start with Mighty Heart, Larry. Yes, Mighty Heart, Canada's Horse of the Year in 20 and 2021, has been retired. Yeah, Mighty Heart earned over $1.1 million. He won the 2020 Queen's Plate. He won the Prince of Wales. And amazingly, he did all this with only one eye because he had a paddock injury when he was a a baby, you could say. So they're actually waiting for a stud deal on Mighty Heart. And uh, it's interesting that a friend of the show, uh, Jennifer Morrison, uh, has actually a book that she did, which has been quite successful. And it's called, uh, the subject of the book is Run With Mighty Heart by friend of the show, Jennifer Morrison. So I think you can still get a copy of that. And it's an interesting story because of this one-eyed horse that uh, basically just took Canadian horse racing by, by fame here. So And just your thumbnail sketch of Mighty Heart has everybody captivated. That's fantastic. Exactly, exactly. And it'd be interesting to see where he ends up uh, with a stud deal on uh, that. So I'm sure he'd like to know as well. I think he would, yeah. <laughs> let's move on to today is Preakness Stakes Day. Yes, and let's uh, give a big, 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 big shout-out to... Uh, uh, or shout out, right? That's the word. To Javier Castellano, new friend of the show who was on last week, and Kentucky Derby Mage uh, in their quest to win the second leg of the Triple Crown. There's six horses uh, challenging Mage and Javier. And also a shout out to another friend of the show, jockey Chantel Sutherland, who was on the show a few months back. Unfortunately, she's recovering from surgery on a badly broken arm, which should sideline her for two and a half to three months. She oh. was in a uh, uh, an unfortunate accident when pulling up some horses. They were pulling the jockeys were pulling the horses up at the end of the race, and a bunch of geese went across the Gulf Stream, and Chantel fell off and. Uh, needed surgery on her arm. Thankfully, she will recover. It's going to be a lengthy recovery, but she'll be back in the saddle again at some point. Well, she's saying two and a half to three months, yeah. and she's doing some already doing some therapy, and she just had the surgery this week. So it's too bad because she was planning on going to Monmouth uh, Park to uh, do some riding there over the summer with some of their stake schedule and that. So We wish her the very best and a we speedy do. recovery. That's Chantel Sutherland, Canadian jockey extraordinaire. And that is a look at the week that was in horse racing news in case you missed it. Outstanding Woodbine jockey Kazushi Kimura joins us today for the very first time. I'm breathless about this. He is a multi-award winning jockey recently aboard the Japanese horse Mandarin Hero in the Kentucky Derby. And although today is actually Preakness Day, you will see Kazushi at Woodbine where once again he leads all of the Woodbine jockeys in wins. Kazushi Thank you for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It is a thrill beyond thrills to have you with us. No, thank you for having me. I'm very pleased to be doing this. Okay, let's uh, let's get right into the, the Kentucky Derby, uh, Kazushi. Uh, you, mm-hmm. finished, you finished 12th. Uh, was it, I guess you must have been disappointed with that finish, and was it just the trip that Mandarin, Mandarin Hero got, or was there something else? Well... We just coming from also Edgewood, right? And no choice from the outside. We just discussed with the trainer and uh, like uh, I did it. And, it, you know, just the trainer wanted the exact place and just, you know, just a try. 
in the first time derby, you know, I'm really excited that. And Kazushi, how much time in advance were you, did you know that you were going to be in the derby? How much time did you have to prepare for the derby? Like uh, the behind the scenes, like two, three days ago, the trainer just called me and just text me and just make sure I book the fly and the hotel. We might be getting in. So the first it was a number 25 and just, you know, I didn't realize to get in and just, you know, just day by day cross to the derby day. It's just coming and it just exactly happened. I was so surprised, but just, I'm pleased to join the derby this year. Wow. Yeah. Do you think it was, um, you know, the fact that you, you mentioned he got a rough trip, he was wide in that. Um, were you disappointed, you know, at his finish or do you think that he could have got... Uh, maybe a little better trip and he would have finished a lot closer? Yeah, to be honest, if I get the more middle post position, you know, I I able to more just, you know, getting comfortable at the beginning and they just, but, you know, it is what it is. Like I say, we get the, we come from the also eligible and they just, you know, just number over 20 holes. So, but yes, I, I was satisfied at least. Kazushi, Mandarin Hero and other Japanese-bred horses are really becoming very popular and, and, and people are admiring them. They're doing such a great job. What is it about Japanese-bred mm-hmm. horses? How are they bred? What is different? How, what makes them outstanding? I mean, like, uh, they have a long history and uh, just so much invest and they just blow line. They just now it's mixed with the European bread. North American bread, even South American bread, and they're just getting more good horses. And that they already, you know, figure out how to training and everything. Just they have their own style. Yeah. Sometimes when Japanese horse send it to the North America, you guys might be thinking like uh, maybe that's not enough work. But Japanese always just try to the slow at the beginning and they're just finishing strong. Yeah. I like those training style too. Yeah. And they're winning everywhere, right? Like they're winning stakes races. Uh, uh, you know, one of them won. Didn't one of them not win the Dubai Cup or that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just this year, Ushibate so win the World Dubai World Cup, and just the Pantrasa win the Saudi Cup. So yeah, like they don't have a much good one on the dirt race, but right now they might be more sipping to the North America to use in the dirt race. So Japanese horses are winning everywhere. You, as a, a Japanese-born jockey, are winning everywhere. You are doing so incredibly well. Your your career mm-hmm. is building and building and building. What is making the difference? What are you learning along the way? What's making you so much better every time you ride? I mean, like, uh, I spent uh, school in Japan and two years and a half, and I was riding the uh, just equestrian jumping horse and uh, even horse race, race horse. And uh, they always try to correct me to make a time and it just looks good and the finishing strong. So it's helped a lot for me. What was it that got you interested in, in the horse racing side, though? So, you know, well, when I was 17 and 18, I'm... I, I love to watch in the North American racing, but just I more focused to watching the Japanese racing 
And I would say Yutaka Sake is one of the followers. And it's already a little bit early, but you are still the leading rider at Woodbine. So mm-hmm. how, do, how do you gain that kind of, of victory? And what do the other jockeys think about you? You're so young, and you're now very famous, and you're winning a lot, and you're ahead of the others. How do they feel about you? I mean, like, uh, they're always cheering and rooting for me, and uh, I'm always feeling great from them, and they just, you know, help me a lot. And, uh, like, now, you know, I am just keep good in the success my lighting, but, you know, one day it could be going, like, uh, this business all need good horses, so I'm always trying to get a good one, and uh, I would say my agent doing great, and they just, yeah, helped me a lot. And I'm more able to follow the improving stuff for myself. Yeah, that's the key, I guess. Okay. How did you end up riding at Santa Anita? What was the story behind that? The, the, who got you involved at, to, to ride at Santa Anita? Like, uh, like uh, two years ago, I was riding in the Tuffway Park. And at the time... So Mike McCarty just gave me the opportunity to ride, and he invited me to, hey, if you want to ride in California, just come to here, and just be able to support for you. So, and at that time, I was already thinking next winter I might be going in the same time in California. And, uh, yeah, this winter I had a great winter, and for six weeks, including two group three and one group one. And what did you learn at Santa Anita that you bring to Woodbine? I mean, like Santa Anita is a completely different racing style, right? Have to get more hustle at the beginning and just have to keep in clear and put in the position. So I'm more learning style from the gate and just how to hustle and just how to show up from the beginning. It was help a lot. And right now, I've been riding here in Woodbine. It's so easy to get the lead or just stay close. What was it like riding on the turf course at Santa Anita? Because it's one of the f- more famous turf courses, right? Yeah, I know. Like, I just uh, always have to cross. Like, uh, when I ride in six final one and a half, we have to cross the dirt, and, which is a little tricky. But I like to ride in those places, and it's just a beautiful view. And uh, I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So... Kazushi, you've won an Eclipse Award, several Sovereign Awards, and you're only 23. What mm-hmm. what would be your? I mean, I'm sure a dream come true was to ride in the Kentucky Derby. What mm-hmm. would be? What are your future hopes for your career? What's What's your next goal? I, I, I was happy to join the Kentucky Derby this year, but I'm still not satisfied yet. I if I ever to join every single year, that would be great and uh, my goal kind of like i want to be the best jockey in the world so if i have to join the dubai and saudi and the breeders cup every single year that's kind of like my goal all right let's talk about your career at woodbine you've been leading rider for the last uh, couple of years what's the Mm -hmm. story behind how did you end up at woodbine in the first place I mean, you know, like I say, always just we need a good horses, right? Yeah. So I'm always just, you know, talking, discuss with my agent, talking with the trainer and the people. 
and they just, you know, try to more aggressive to get a good horses and just I'm showing, you know, how improving from the back four and, you know, to be the journeyman. And uh, I'm always just keep doing the same routine and just the training, like uh, eating health and just keeping strong. That's the key, I guess. Do you have a system by which you understand the horse you're riding, make a connection with the horse that you're riding? Is there something that, that is said or not said that helps you connect with your horse? I mean, like, uh, just, you know, it depends on horses all the time, how the, just a character, right? Some, you know, sprinting horses always just more stepping and just more sweating and, but, to be honest, my, my style, I like to ride in the feeding and me and just, you know, and the endurance race. It's more fun to just uh, thinking the race and create the racing. So. All right. Before uh, you came on the air, uh, well, when I, I got in touch with your, your agent, Jordan, to see mm-hmm. if you could come on the show, um, he mentioned that you kind of have a routine uh, prior yeah. to race day. Uh, talk about that for our listeners. What do you do? How do you prepare for a day's racing when you're at Woodbine there? Like, uh, definitely I'm checking the form and just the programming in my mind and how to, I'm already, you know, prepared how to race in each horse. Also, I'm going to do the, like, uh, get on the treadmill and our cardio. After that, just, uh, you know, lighting the exercise and just, you know, try to fix the muscle memory and everything and just you know just oh, make sure I stretch out everything if something happens I'm for sure I'm not gonna be big injury so yeah that's helped a lot for me and what about psychologically what about in your mind do you talk to yourself do you have images of a race uh, do you is there something a song that you play over and over a superstition involved on race day I'm trying to not gonna overthinking, and if I have extra time for sure, I'm gonna get a nap and uh, take a little meditation. Yeah, that's kind of like my style, and just you know, try to not gonna be overthinking. Just you know, just try to enjoy that each race. Sometimes we have a tough day, maybe no winning the day, but those timing, I'm always try to fix my mind that I just wanted to be a jockey and I just wanted to be doing like this. So. Let's enjoy the lesson. That's how I think all the time. Okay. I want to ask you, because you were in the Derby. Derby was won by a horse by the name of Mage. Uh, mm-hmm. Today is the Preakness. Mage is obviously mm-hmm. the favorite. Um, do you think Mage has a good chance to win the Preakness and maybe go on and win the Belmont? No, definitely he had a chance for the Preakness. And I would say from the Kentucky Derby to Preakness is a little tight schedule. Mm-hmm. It was definitely tough races. But, you know, he's a good quality horse, you know. Always those horses, you know, able to show up, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he's going to win today. Kazushi Kimura, you are now a famous jockey. You are a very successful <laughs> jockey. Has your life changed? Are you now asked to do interviews all the time? People want your autograph. Uh, is life mm-hmm. different or is it still the same? I mean, like, uh, I'm really pleasure to doing the 
stuff like autograph and just you know just talking with the fans and just I hope I able to keep continue ten years after, you know over ten years twenty years just I just want to be the same place or just more try to improve it. And is yeah. there is there someone you ride for someone special in your life that you think of every every race? I mean, like, well, just I would say my agent Jordan. You know, <laughs> he always supported me and talking to me nice, and just he always show the positive stuff. So, which is really important for jockeys. Yeah, he's always give me the great time. Okay, last question for you, uh, Kazushi. Uh, is Santa Anita going to be in the plans again for uh, after Woodbine wraps up this year? Yeah, I would say. And just, you know, I'm still keeping touching those trainers. Owner. If I have a big chance, I'm going down. And I did it this year already. And they're riding for Phil Damato and John Sadler. If I have uh, any good option, I'm going, definitely I'm going down there. And then next winter, I might be joining until the Delma too. So. Oh. Kazushi Kimura, what an honor to have you on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Thank you so much and continued success. Thank you. Thank you for having me. When we come back, Fort Erie Racetrack's Manager of Marketing and Corporate Communications, James Kulik, joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to their Pineview dealership to view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today, as the Hyundai Advantage sales event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Soon to be friend of the show, James Kulik, Fort Erie's marketing and communications manager, joins us right now. Now, this Tuesday, mark it on your calendar, the Fort Erie Racetrack opens for its 126th thoroughbred racing season. So much to talk about with James. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, let's uh, talk about opening day and the preparations uh, getting there. What's going on? Well, everyone's hard to work over the track. We've got our summer students there trying to get the place nice and pretty, mowing the lawn and getting the flowers in, all that kind of last-minute stuff that needs to get done, you know, cleaning up the windows, all that stuff. We've we've done the draw, and uh, the horses are all ready to go. We've got a good uh, race card looking uh, like everything's going to work out pretty nice for opening day. Hopefully the weather stays nice. Right now it's looking good, so... If you've got any pull with Mother Nature to get us a nice sunny day, I'd <laughs> we'll, appreciate you putting we'll in try. a good word. But right now, it looks okay. <laughs> I will do the very best we can. So one of your uh, cut lines is, fans will enjoy the finest thoroughbred racing in Ontario. How do you manage that? Well, it's not easy these days, as you know. We do uh, have a, you know, a couple hundred horses at the back that are looking good. So we've got a, a pretty good pool that we're drawing on for opening day. You know, we've got some... Uh, good. We got two good stakes races for opening day, so we have you know an eleven horse race to finish things off in the eight. Uh, that's going to be pretty exciting, and then uh, an eight horse race for the, our first uh, stakes race of the year, the uh, Summer Solstice Cup, thirty thousand uh, dollar stake race, and we got uh, eight nominees for that. So even with you know some of the horse supply issues that we're having, we, we do still have a pretty good pool to pull on to put together some good race cards. And obviously, Prince of Wales on September 12th is your major day of racing. Talk about some of the other events uh, that uh, you have planned and some of the other uh, big races uh, over the summer. Yeah, like you said, Prince of Wales Day is, of course, our biggest day of the year, the second uh, race of the Triple Crown. But before that, uh, we have a couple other great events. You know, uh, we were doing a little bit of Sunday racing uh, uh, when it makes sense to do that, like on Father's Day coming up. Father's Day is, uh, you know, everyone likes to bring their dad to the track on Father's Day, so we're racing right on Father's Day. On um, Sunday, we're starting at noon that day. We'll have lots of food trucks and all that kind of stuff, things the dad like. And, uh, you know, what it, we're also doing what has become uh, one of our more popular events, which is the two-dog race day. <laughs> on, uh, on July 16th, we've got the Wiener Dogs, and then on August 13th, uh, we've got the Bassett House. Those are both Sundays. And uh, those are just a lot of fun. You know, the kids get a real kick out of it, seeing the dogs. It's a, it's a good time. It's a laugh. And it's just a lot of fun for the whole family. And, again, we have you know, just a lot of, like, family-oriented fun things that day. And then uh, August 8th, we got a fun uh, – we're doing our first 80s night. I don't, I don't know how – I can't tell from your voices how old you guys are. I don't know if that's in your demographic. But oh, sure. We do, have a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a crowd that's very nostalgic for that uh, 80s time period, that kind of music, that kind of vibe. So – we're going to have a lot of fun on August 8th. Bring your, your best 80s uh, apparel. You mean our padded shoulders and big earrings and puffy hair. That would be Larry. And the bell bottoms too, no? <laughs> no, I think that's the, the 70s. Oh, that was the yeah. 70s. 70s, Larry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds, James, as if you are trying to make this sort of an event-oriented uh, racetrack. It, it, obviously, thoroughbred racing is, is key and it's number one priority, but having uh, having an experience is important as well. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. You know, thrill racing is uh, the, the centerpiece of what we do. But, you know, the younger crowd, they're looking for other things to kind of supplement the racing, right? They they want more event-oriented experiences. So that's why we do things like bring in uh, farmers, market vendors, crafters, that kind of thing, whenever we can. That's why we're branching out to do things like the wiener dogs and other things and <laughs> 
you know, we have our summer concert series. We have the seven free concerts through uh, the summer because uh, we're, we're really trying to add value to those nights. So if you're going to come all the way down to the track from St. Catharines rather than just spend on the ponies, you can, uh, you know, take in a, a great concert from, you know, the Cavaners or someone like that and then have a little fun while you're here too. And the concerts are held at the Tiki Bar, right? Talk about that experience. <laughs> Yeah, so after the final race hits, we uh, bring everyone back to the Tiki Bar. we got a, a great band uh, stage set up there, and the bands kind of rock out right into the night. Uh, opening day, we've got a great party band. we got figure four there uh, to kick things off. We, uh, we're closing out the season with uh, the Cabiners, uh, a really popular Beatles um, cover band that uh, a lot of people like. And then in between, we've got uh, you know some great cover bands. we got uh, the Trip. Uh, who are an awesome, practically hip cover band. We've got some great rockers. We've got uh, Howling Horns. We've got um, Westwind. And then for our 80s night, we have this really, really awesome uh, 80s cover band called Back to the 80s. They do the full attire. They dress up. It's a, it's a real, real fun night for that one. They're, they're, they're great. I saw them recently just to check them out, and uh, they put on an awesome show. I think that's a great part of your job, having to check out the bands that you're going to book for the racetrack. But let's talk about your job. You're relatively new to this. How did you make the connection? How did you end up at Fort Erie? So I was a local reporter um, for, you know, 12, 13 years, something like that, as a lot of people know. I was, you know, uh, doing um, city hall coverage and sports coverage and then my opinion piece for Niagara This Week in the local daily newspapers. And uh, it was an opportunity to kind of jump ship when they needed someone to do their communications and their marketing. Uh, I recently, uh, I had a baby and I moved uh, across town. I live right next to the racetrack now. And so it was nice to have something that's a little more regular hours. You know, reporters kind of don't have a real job in terms of hours. You're just kind of working all the time. You know, if something catches on fire or if there's a shooting or something, you're kind of up and out. So with the baby at home, it's nice to be a little more normal in terms of knowing when when and where you're going to be working. All right. And I know growing up, I, I was at Fort Erie quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I was always there in, you know, it seemed in the summer and, and one of the big things you used to do is you would count the cars that were uh, basically had the uh, New York State license plates oh. on from the <laughs> Buffalo market. And yeah. now, is there are you guys doing anything to try to get that market back now? Um, you know, now that COVID is done and it's in the rearview mirror, uh, are you doing anything to, you know, try to promote to get that Buffalo market back over? We are. So, like you said, during COVID, we didn't really do much in terms of trying to court the uh, Americans over from Buffalo because it was just so cumbersome. You know, the first year they couldn't come over at all. The second year, a lot of paperwork, things involved. But now that, you know, you can just come back over the border, we're looking to get into the Buffalo radio stations, get over into Buffalo TV, and really get the word out that, hey, you know, the border's open again. Come on back like you used to. And uh, we've got the American uh, wickets open so the Americans can come and wager uh, you know, nice and easily rating their American dollars. And the Americans, they tend to pack up and leave on uh, Labor Day weekend. They have a parade here down in Crystal Beach. They call it the, the, the end of summer parade. They kind of have their big hoops on, on Labor Day, and then they're gone. So if we could have that Prince of Wales stakes before they leave, that would be big for us. And James, does the fact that the Canadian dollar uh, is worth less than the American greenback, does that help to entice uh, Americans over the border to come to Fort Erie? Absolutely. It really makes a big difference. 
You know, five five or six years ago when we were almost at parity, it really slowed down the traffic coming over to wager because they just felt like they weren't getting good value the way they used to. So, you know, when the Canadian dollar um, is down a little bit compared to the American dollar, they feel like their their money goes a lot further over here, and so they're more likely to come over here. So uh, that's been working out great for us. Hopefully it stays like that all summer and we can have our American friends come over and place lots of bets. And it works the other way, too. The Canadians can go over there and bet in American money and make more money off of it, like an extra 20% or so, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get some of that uh, nice cheese and cheap, cheap <laughs> cheese and milk that they've got over there, too. <laughs> oh, you've just struck a chord here in this yeah. room. <laughs> Can we talk, James, a, a little bit about the Prince of Wales? Tell me its history and, and its history with Fort Erie. So this will be the 88th Prince of Wales. It's a very historic race. It goes back a long, long, long time. We've run it here you know, for a very long time. And it's the second jewel of the Canadian Triple Crown, which is made up of uh, what used to be the Queen's Plate with the changing of the monarchy. That's actually been renamed the King's Plate. So the King's Plate goes first, and then the horses need a few weeks to rest, rest and then uh, they run in the uh, Prince of Wales Stakes here, and then they go back to Toronto for uh, the Breeder Stakes. So it's a good uh, three races. And what's interesting with our Triple Crown compared to the American one is that ours are run on three different surfaces. You need to... We need a horse that can both run on uh, the grass at Woodbine and then the dirt here and then the poly track. So you really need uh, a horse that's very, very diverse skill set compared to the American one where it's just, you know, you need a horse that can race on dirt well three times. Uh, so it's a very specialized horse. We haven't had someone take the Triple Crown since, I believe, 2011. So it's been a little while. We're, we're, we're due for another one, I think. So I want to walk through opening day again. So on May the 23rd, this coming Tuesday, from sunrise to sunset, walk us through what's going to happen on opening day. First thing that's going to happen is the trainers will be up bright and early at sunset to make sure the horses are, you know, in, in fit shape and all that kind of thing. Uh, probably around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, that's when our, all our uh, food trucks will start rolling in. we got a lot of great food trucks to go through there doing a pig we got Garson's Castro Pub doing some great, great burgers. Uh, we'll have an ice cream truck, the fry truck, but kettle corn over there. If you like that kettle corn, it's, that stuff's delicious. I eat too much of it, trying to watch my weight. So I kind of almost didn't want to bring him in just for my own sake of my waistline, but I brought him in. And so those guys will be there. And the crowds will start coming early because we always do the free T-shirt giveaway on opening games. It's very, very popular. We've got a great T-shirt design this year. And we also, for the first time, we did kid shirts. We, we get asked every single year, do you have kid sizes? Do you have kid sizes? We always have to say no. So this year we pulled the trigger. We got some really awesome kid shirts. Uh, so there'll be a lot of demand for the, the free T-shirt giveaway. And then the first uh, race will hit the dirt at 4.30. We got eight races. That'll take us right through to um, the final race. is scheduled 7.46. And then as soon as that last horse crosses the finish line, the band starts uh, starts to play. So the band will be hitting the, the stage, you know, just before 8 o'clock. And then people are free to dance, listen to some tunes, have a few drinks, and enjoy the night. Okay, before we let you go, I uh, just wanted to ask you, you were obviously a fan of horse racing first before you got involved where you are now and got involved with the media, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah, I... I haven't missed the Prince of Wales Stakes since I moved down here from Ottawa in 2010. I've, I've bet on everyone. I, I, I believe I'm one for 12 overall, though. So I usually <laughs> tell people, if you're going to the Prince of Wales Stakes, wait until I've made my wager, 
and then don't wager on that horse, and that'll probably increase your odds of winning because I just can't seem to pick a winner on Prince of Wales Day. <laughs> Fantastic. What a pleasure getting to know you, and I'm sure that we will speak again here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. James Kulik, thank you very much. Fort Erie Racetrack is open for business on Tuesday, May the 23rd, and I hope it goes really well, and have a fantastic season. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. After the break, when we come back, Lynn O'Brien, Executive Director of Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 15th. And on Saturday, August 5th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the big games, exciting harness racing through your HPI bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands racing experience. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. We love our next guest, Lynn O'Brien of Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center joins us again to talk about some of the great work being done there. Lynn, welcome back to the show. And for me, it's the first time interviewing you. I'm just so excited to hear all about you and about what you do. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm always happy to talk about Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great to have you on again, Lynn. And let's, uh, let's talk about Sunrise and uh, 40-year history of working with children and ad- adults with special needs, because we've got a lot of new listeners since you were on last year. Wonderful. Well, Sunrise has many, many programs um, for youth, children, and adults with special needs. Um, our largest program and the founding program of our organization is therapeutic riding, where participants come out on a once-a-week basis and learn to ride a horse. And through that process, um, they develop and, and increase many of their skills and their physical abilities during that one-hour lesson each week. Lynn, what is it when it comes to this bond between humans and horses? Why is it so special? Well, I think it's mainly because horses are so intuitive about people. So they respond so well, um, especially to our youngest riders. We find that a horse that may be um, bucking on the lunge line with one of our instructors, um, in their lesson with their little person that they're sort of taking care of, they're gentle, they're intuitive, they're calming, Um, They will stand forever. They will place their big horse head in the rider's lap if that little rider happens to be in a wheelchair. 
And um, it, we just see some amazing things like that at all times. If, if a little rider is having anxiety, a horse will stand and take care of them and respond to them and nuzzle them and reach out to them. Um, we, we really say they're the therapists on the staff here. Um, <laughs> uh, and, we, and we do see that time and time again. We can really rely on the horses in our, our therapy herd to, to come through every time. And on that point, uh, Lynn, for many of your riders, uh, this is the first time they've ever been on a horse, correct? More often than not, yes. And so what's that like for them, and how do you make that transition from wherever the, the, the rider is, whether in a wheelchair or, or uh, how do you make the transition from where they are to the saddle? So I can tell a little story, I think, that sums that up perfectly. And this was um, a rider who's been with us for about 10 years now. But when he first came in with his mom, um, he did grow up in the country, but they did not have horses, and he had never ridden before. And um, he, he had some complex special needs, so he was nonverbal. Um, he was hearing impaired. And then he had some developmental issues as well, so some cognitive issues as well. So coming in and, and uh, you know, having to meet with therapists and the horse and all of this was fairly overwhelming. And um, part of our process is our riders meet with our certified um, riding instructor, certified, I should mention, through Equestrian Canada, but also through the Canadian Therapeutic Riding Association. So they're specially trained to work with people with special needs. So meeting with that person, meeting with the physiotherapist or probably the occupational therapist, myself, the whole little team going out to the barn, having lots of talk, talk, talk. Mm-hmm. So by the time it was mounting time to get on the horse, the rider was quite quite anxious and overcome and had a little bit of a meltdown in the barnyard. And But we got over to the barn. We got up to the horse, who at that time was Petey, and um, we did get the rider mounted, and they stepped away from the mounting area and made one pass down the side of our arena. And as he turned and came back up, he was using sign language to say, look at me, Mom, I'm on a horse. He had stopped crying. He was perfectly calm. And Mom stood there and cried during the whole next 20 minutes because she said, I've never seen him have therapy before because he was out there with the occupational therapist, the physiotherapist. They were doing all the exercises. I've never seen my little guy have therapy and be happy about it before. Mm. So, it, you know, that kind of sums it up. So there, there, is a, there is a medical intake process. All the experts and professionals are involved, but it's really the horse that makes it happen. And Lynn, does it make it all worthwhile for you, moments like that? Oh, all of it does. It's just tremendous. And like that story is just emblazoned in my brain because I was there that day and it, was, and it just sort of that just sums it up so well. And all of our instructors on staff here feel the same way, that they see these little miracles on a weekly basis. On the, on the horses, uh, let's, let's talk about one in particular, a horse by the name of Jack, and how he got to uh, your facility and what, uh, what he does, what programs he's involved with. Absolutely. Um, Jack was being trained for the track, and then one day we got a call from sort of somebody who knew somebody who was attached to Sunrise um, because they realized, they had come to realize that Jack's path wasn't going to be on the track. And so they were looking to rehome Jack. And um, they were they loved Jack and the, the family 
training group wanted wanted to find him a good home. Um, so Jack came to Sunrise for a few months as a trial, which we do with all of our horses, just to make sure that it can be a good fit because, you know, our, our environment is a little bit different. And um, Jack worked out really well, and he's been with us a couple of years now. Um, he He's of all the herd we have here, I would say Jack is the most responsive. Um, so for children with autism who are very interior looking, who can't really acknowledge the outside world, Jack does such a good job with them making sure they look at him because if they don't, he will, you know, he'll, he'll reach out to them, he'll nuzzle them, he'll give them a little, a little tiny nudge. Um, and then he's, he's just tremendous with them when they're riding because, um, he responds to the slightest cue, the slightest touch. Um, and for kids with autism, that's what's needed. So Jack's really found a wonderful home here. We love him. Mm-hmm. He's the first ho- horse to step out if we take a little uh, visiting tour into the barn or out to the paddock. He's the first one to come and greet people. Um, he has like little funny antics that he does that just engage people right away. And um, yeah, he's, he's pretty special. He came to us very young. And um, that is really important to us as well because we hope we'll be with us for a long time. Quite often people find Sunrise to rehome their horses when their horses are retiring, and we love that too, but we like to have the balance in age, and so Jack was just so perfect that way. And Jack has a connection to Woodbine and Woodbine Cares. Well, we're so grateful because Woodbine Cares for the past year has sponsored Jack, for $5,000, we look for a horse sponsor for all of our, our equines, and that covers their feed, um, their bedding, uh, routine veterinary care, and helps us look after their paddock. So that's a tremendous support to a small nonprofit charity like Sunrise. Um, really makes a big, big difference, and we're very grateful for that support. All right, let's talk about uh, Celebrate Sunrise, which is your signature fundraiser on the 25th of June. What can people expect to see that day, and are there still tickets, and how do they get tickets? Yes, there are still tickets, and um, everyone can contact myself at, at uh, the, just go on the Sunrise website, and it will take you right to me or to the ticket place. Um, so Celebrate Sunrise happens every June. It's an opportunity to showcase our program and our therapeutic riders. Everyone will see our riders doing a musical ride um, that they've practiced for months in advance. And every year it's a different group of, of our youngest riders who put that on. We have live and silent auctions. We have a gourmet luncheon, a sit-down meal, and a great big event tent. And... Um, yeah, our program is just on display. There's all of us will be there, our volunteers, our staff. We love to talk to people, tell them about the different opportunities to volunteer at Sunrise, to support financially. Um, we, we meet families who may have a, a, a friend or a, a loved one that could fit into the program. Um, so it's just really, it's called Celebrate Sunrise, and that's really what it's all about that day, is celebrating and showcasing our program. And will we see Jack front and center on that day? 
So all of our horses are present <laughs> that day, and we have tours in the barn. And, of course, Jack is always one of the highlights because he loves visitors so much. <laughs> and, Lynn, can you paint a picture of what Sunrise Therapeutic Riding and Learning Center looks like, where it is, how it smells, how it feels? Sure. Just We are we radio, are... so we have, to, we have to have you paint a picture. Thank you. I would love to. We are in a small uh, rural township called Pusslinch Township, which is about 20 minutes by car from the cities of Guelph and Cambridge. So we're about an hour west of Toronto. And um, we're on a 200-acre farm. You come up our great long laneway and to our parking area and then move on to um, either the Sunrise Farmhouse, which has our adult day program. The next building is a little tiny office that was converted from a drive shed. And then our, um, our barn and our arena, enclosed arena, which is where our, all the programming takes place each day. Can you touch upon some of the uh, programs that are available for the, uh, for the riders? Absolutely. There's a therapeutic riding program, and that is, I think I mentioned, is our, our, our founding program. It's our largest program. We have about 120 riders come through every week. Um, over 100 volunteers assisting in that program. Volunteers are leading the horse on the lead line or in some cases walking beside the rider as a sidewalker for extra safety. Um, we also have our life skills program, adult day program. They're not riders, but they help care for the horses. They learn about their feeding and their care and their grooming. Um, so that's a tremendous program, and that's for young adults with cognitive special needs. We have our equine-assisted learning program, um, working with horses on the ground, working through a series of activities to develop uh, personal development goals. So team building, building confidence, leadership, problem solving. Sometimes a organization will come in with their staff. Sometimes a family will come in that are having some personal struggles. And uh, that's led by our um, EAL uh, credential facilitator. We also have our equine facilitated program, EFW. That's all about mental health counseling, one-on-one counseling. Sunrise provides equine um, specialist, and then we have a mental health clinician come in and they form the team. Um, and actually, horses like Jack that are very intuitive and responsive are kind of a key part of mental health counseling. We have our summer camp that runs eight weeks each summer for kids with and without special needs doing its thing all-inclusive. Everybody does everything together. That does include riding. Sunrise is 40 years young. What difference has Sunrise made to the lives of so many? Well, I, I think a big difference. I've been here for 20 years uh, of the 40, and I've seen countless children grow up here. They come back every summer, or they're with us through the therapeutic riding year-long. Um, so I've seen many go from children to adulthood. Um, quite often, if uh, a camper has come through, uh, they come back as camp counselors. Um, the riders who have been with us for a generation, their families are involved in different ways. Um, it, yeah, so I, I've seen a lot of happiness through the years here, and um, I do feel we we make a difference and. We like to think of ourselves as a community. We call it the Sunrise Community, and that we we keep those connections ongoing. 
Well, I can honestly say I've been there and I, I saw a lot of the results and, and everything that was going on. And it's very impressive and it's fantastic the work you guys are doing. And I'd just like to thank you for coming on and uh, good luck with uh, Celebrate Sunrise. Thank you so much. And I appreciate this opportunity to talk about our programs. Oh, thank you, Lynn. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to their Pineview dealership to view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today, as the Hyundai Advantage sales event is on now. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. And before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's all yours, Larry. The floor is mine. The floor with the turf. Or the turf. Yeah, yeah there <laughs> the you track. go. Tapita. <laughs> the tapita surface, uh, which is where we'll start. Woodbine has a 10-race card today, including race 7, which sees a very competitive field in the 7 furlong $100,000 ruling angel, angel stakes for three-year-old fillies. Number seven, Last Call, hails from the Kevin Attard barn. And if you may recall, when we had Kevin on the show a few weeks back, he mentioned that Last Call was a very talented filly, and they thought enough of her to enter in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, Philly Stakes at Keeneland last uh, November, where a bad start certainly cost this filly you know, a better placing. Last Call won the grade one Natalma Stakes last September at Woodbine, has been working lights out for Kevin, the last two works being back-to-back five furlong ones, 
and last call makes her first start on Tapita, but showed in the before-mentioned five furlong workouts that she should be able to handle the Tapita surface today. And although last call has not raced since that November 4th Breeders' Cup event, trainer Kevin Attard is 36% with horses making their first start after a layoff of more than 180 days. So Woodbine, race seven, number seven, last call. Santa Anita has a 10 race card today, and race six is a maiden special weight for three, four, and five-year-olds, one mile on the turf. Uh, nine horses have been entered, uh, including number nine, Annie's Joy, who made her lifetime debut on April 7th in a race that was actually too short for this daughter of Kitten's Joy. In that race, Annie's Joy took very little respect on the odds board, going off at over 30 to 1, but despite the short distance and the lack of tote support, Annie's Joy finished fourth, and was only beaten four and a quarter lengths for the win. Annie's Joy is out of a stakes-winning mare, has worked great since that first start, and is also a sister to three winners on the turf and four stakes winners on the turf. Trainer Mark Glatt is also 19% with maidens making their second start. Annie's Joy should relish the extra ground today with a hot jockey aboard. Santa Anita, race six, number nine, Annie's Joy. Uh, the Meadowlands has a 14 race card tonight, and race two is a one-mile pace with a purse of $8,000. A field of eight goes behind the gate, including number four, P.L. Porsche, who finished second in the class last week after racing consistently at Saratoga and Monticello in New York. Last, uh, last week, P.L. Porsche adjusted well to the Meadowlands surface and actually raced well, having been parked and double-parked on the way to that second-place finish. Driver Yannick Jingra is back in the bike tonight and should have a good idea how to race PL Porsche. And this consistent mare, who hasn't finished worse than second in her last five starts, should get the job done tonight. So the Meadowlands, race two, number four, PL Porsche. And finally, it's Fireworks Family Night tonight at Woodbine Mohawk Park with a special post time of 6.30 p.m. And the doors open at 5 with some friendly activities for the family. On the harness racing side, there's 10 races in store for you tonight, including race two, which is a one-mile pace for a purse of $13,000. Ten pacers have been entered, including number five, actor Hanover, who goes into this race tonight after a close second-place finish in last week's race in the same class. In that race, friend of the show, James McDonald, was able to get some early position and carve out a two-hole trip to just miss the victory. And from the five-hole tonight, he should be able to get some sort of good position early, and I think this horse, prior to last week, uh, really suffered from being drawn in the eight hole four times in a row. But he did win on May 1st from the eight hole. I like the fact that James McDonald is back in the bike tonight, as he did have some other choices, and he should be able to get the job done. Woodbine Mohawk Park, race two, number five, actor Hanover. Thank you so much, Larry, and happy long weekend. want to give a quick shout-out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hey, Mark, and goodbye, and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine and a new one was recently released, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with lymphoma. For more information on this worthy cause, please go to the landing page lymphoma.ca slash ponies and donate. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. We'd appreciate that and thank you for listening.
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.